Hey everybody, it's Tyler. I just wanted to let everybody know that the premium episode that Josh and I recorded about Kevin Smith's Dogma is now available. Uh, it is available for $2.50. The episode is over 90 minutes, and uh, to be honest, I'm pretty proud of it. I feel like we go pretty in-depth on the topic. Uh, we recorded it so that uh, we would have a way of raising money to send me to the International Christian Film Festival uh, at the end of April. Uh, More Than One Lesson has a, uh, a vendor's table there, and I feel like it'd be a good opportunity to uh, reach out to a, a Christian audience. Um, so if you wanted to help support the show, this would be a really good way to do so. Uh, there is uh, What's coming up is a sample about uh, 10 to 12 minutes long in which I talk about uh, my history with Kevin Smith. So if you enjoy that, then I would encourage you to please uh, spend the $2.50 to uh, purchase the episode. So thank you very much. Uh, I will give a brief uh, history of my view of Kevin Smith. Uh, I was a big fan of Clerks, and I'd venture to say I still am. I really appreciate a lot of the stuff that he does there. Uh, it actually... For a guy who would go on to, you know, make a lot of fart jokes, among other things, in his movies, uh, that film wound up being, and it had plenty of raunchy humor and stuff, but it was actually a look at his own life and his own station at the age, you know, I believe he was like 23, 24 when he made it, maybe even a little younger, and just asking, what am I doing with my life? And it's a whole film about that. And it's, I, I always really respected Clerks. Mall Rats, I hate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chasing Amy, I respect a little bit. Um, it's, it's a film that addressed, uh, certain issues that were being talked about more and more in the 90s, specifically sexuality and sexual orientation and what that looks like. And I know a lot of people, including my other co-host, David, um, who really, don't like the way he handled it, but he was at least willing to engage with it. And then we come to Dogma. Dogma was a film that I I don't think I saw it in the theater, but I think I saw it on video. And by the time I saw it, it had uh, gained a certain reputation amongst my friends. came out in 99, so I was 17. So I had friends that were 17 and 18, which I would venture to say is a very, very good age to see Dogma. Mm -hmm. Um Although one could also say it's a bad age to see dogma <laughs> because that's when you're at your most impressionable. Yeah. And, and it is a, a good age to be into Kevin Smith movies too, probably. Very much so. It's, uh, there's some of it that seems kind of intellectual, whether or not it actually is. Yeah. And there is still fart jokes and stuff. So yeah, it's all there. <laughs> Everything you could want is right there. It's, it's skirting that line that, uh, makes, uh, is the perfect thing to make a 17 year old feel like he's watching something that's that is of quality right. and still uh caters to the dumb things that he he or she enjoys. And when the film came out I was living in southern Missouri. And while the film is uh very much about I would say specifically Catholicism, like it really addre- that's that's the one that is name checked the most. Um uh you know, as far as the idea of a Christian culture um, whether it be Catholic or Protestant or whatever, certainly Southern Missouri, specifically the community where I lived, which was Nixa, a very small town with a, still a disproportionate number of churches in it. <laughs> um, 
uh, a movie like Dogma can really make waves because in that community there is an assumption. And by the way, I don't mean to be insulting uh, and say that this is necessarily a bad thing. But in that community, a person can, I think, rightfully assume that everybody they know, or at least the majority of the people they know, believe this thing. And thus, maybe they're not asking remarkably challenging questions and that sort of thing. And so you come across this film, which does ask questions and it does challenge, uh, I would say, some of the more basic ideas of cultural Christianity more so than the actual thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it can be a, a very, uh, I would say eye opening, but that's almost too lofty an idea, but it's mm-hmm. a very, um, it's a, it can be a very jarring film to watch. And so a number of people, including, uh, the, the son of, uh, my pastor at the time said like, Hey, this movie was really interesting. And I thought it asked a lot of good questions and stuff like that. So I went into it, uh, maybe with my guard up just a little bit, but at the time, I believe I, I mostly liked Kevin Smith, and Clerks still bought a lot of credibility with me at the time. And so I went in being like, all right, let's see how this goes. And I, at the time, I found it to be very entertaining. Of course, I disagreed with a lot of the philosophical conclusions mm-hmm. that the film has, but I remember enjoying it. And then as time has gone on, you know, you get older, I think you have, you become more mature, you have a deepening faith, I think, and, and this film for me just kind of became sort of just a footnote, uh, in my movie watching. Um, and I also am aware of my evolving view of Kevin Smith because, while he did take a big risk with the movie Jersey Girl because he did he he made a film that was very unlike the films he'd made previously, uh, his fans didn't like it, and that sent him scurrying back to Clerks Two, mm-hmm. and I felt very bad for him. I was talking with uh, with our friend Jason Eakin last night about Kevin Smith, and we actually view him as something of a tragic story hmm. because he is a guy who had a lot of promise and a lot of potential, uh, and just never seemed to quite know what people wanted. He knew what his fans wanted. And what's interesting is though they were fans, they were also, for lack of a better term, fanboys and Mm -hmm. they wouldn't, they don't like the idea and fanboys tend not to like the idea of somebody straying from the format that they like. (laughs) Fanboys are generally not real big fans of change. Exactly. And so on one side, you had them criticizing him on the other. You had, you know, film critics saying, what are you doing? You're just doing the same old thing. And so I think he felt like there was like he could do nothing right. Um, And so uh, I do feel kind of bad for him uh, as far as the way culture has has treated him. Uh, he made a movie most recently called Tusk, which I have not seen, but the idea for the movie came out of a conversation he had on his podcast. And I feel like, all right, a lot of this is making sense. Um, but then a few years ago, he made a movie called Red State, which is very uneven, but it's maybe the best written thing he's ever had. And he directs some of the actors in a really wonderful way. And there's some action in there that's pretty effective. And just the general mood of it is really effective. And so, um, so I do, I do have a certain degree of respect for him here and there when he challenges himself, which unfortunately I think is not very often because I think he's constantly being scrutinized by almost anybody. And I think at this point, maybe to his credit, he's just going to do whatever sounds interesting to him. And one could make the argument that something like Tusk is maybe a bit self-indulgent, but you know what? That's... 
I'd rather that than pandering to fans. Yeah. But coming up, it's been announced. Clerks, Clerks 3. three. So what do I know? Uh, so that's my history with Kevin Smith. Do you, do you have one? I don't, Not I don't really. quite remember the, the environment that you grew up on. I, I know it wasn't, you know, it wasn't averse to movies, but you know, yeah. his types of movies, maybe not. Yeah. I don't think I, I think I, I might've seen dogma when I was like, I might've seen it when I was like 18 or 19. I had a friend who, uh, I remember kind of liking the Kevin Smith stuff. So I feel like I might've seen it with him. Um, but if not, then I saw it in college and I definitely saw clerks in college and clerks was when I actually sought out cause I wanted to see it, but I, I didn't like either. I never really liked either. There, there were moments I liked from clerks, but, uh, I don't know. I, I might, honestly, I might've seen it too old. Maybe. I think it's the sort of thing that like, if you see it when you're 17, it'll really resonate yeah. with you. And then you'd like, you, you can have an affinity for that thing and, and remember it getting you you know i saw it when i was 16 and working at a video store yeah exactly so for me it was like at that point because if i was if i saw it as when i was as old as say 21 or something like that that's at a point when i was seeking out french new wave and stuff like that and uh, a lot of more kind of you know for lack of a better word high-minded films so then when you see some of the the dialogue there you can enjoy the some of the witty moments but the stuff that's supposed to kind of make you think comes off as a little dumb. Yeah. And I feel like that has not necessarily changed with the exception of, of red state where not uh, in a, in a, in more of a way than dogma. Uh, he does. It's not unheard of certainly for him to just put, put his words in the mouths of characters. Yeah. And in red state, he very much does. And it's a little bit more nuanced and, you can tell that he's still struggling with certain ideas. And Mm -hmm. so I applaud him for doing that. But by and large, I would say his philosophies are not the most thought through, um, whether it be spiritual or artistic. Yeah. I remember for a while, I think it was on Hulu plus, um, but I might be wrong about that. There was a a show that he was going, that he was a movie review show that he was going to put together called spoilers. That was several years ago. Now, I don't Mm -hmm. know how long that lasted, but um, but I have a very specific rem- memory of as when he was putting, when he was, uh, advertising the show, he, he made a big deal about how like, this isn't your standard film critic show. We talk to actual fans as though critics aren't fans of movies. Mm. And I remember he had a very specific thing. He said, he said, we don't review movies. We revere movies. And he's like, every episode, we're going to talk about what the film is about and what we think about it. I'm like, that's called a review, sir. <laughs> that's what it is. But he seemed to have such a such a hostility towards the idea of criticism, the yeah. idea of film criticism. And I feel like the same instinct that caused him to approach film critics with a skeptical and cautious uh, temperament, I think, is the same thing that causes causes him to maybe not often demand more of himself thematically yeah. as a filmmaker. 